welcome to the Lovely Radical podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and Lovely Radical is a mission that for me began many years ago, wanting to retain the ability to be lovely whilst also being a radical agent for change and transformation in my own reality and that of those who are ready for more. I'm a life and business coach helping people all around the world become the leaders of their own lives, a master practitioner of hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and something incredible called emotional change technique. I've taught around the world and for the last five years coached people across five continents and helped them remove their barriers to finding their soulmates, healing their bodies, and making 10K months or more in their businesses. Because the key I've found lies in our unconscious mind, here we will discuss many things around mindset, communication, business strategy, real self-love, manifestation, language, and so much more. Many of these topics have been requested by you, and we will discuss with some dear friends of mine who may pop in from time to time. This is a no-filter zone, and some of the content may trigger you, and that's great. Did you know that our triggers are actually the pathway to our desires? And we are usually triggered by things that are unfamiliar and that we haven't yet made sense of. And if knowledge is power, imagine if you have the wrong knowledge and that's why you feel stuck. If you're looking for ways to take this knowledge to a higher level, you can connect with me anytime and ask about LRA, my coaching academy. So step into the arena, lean into the knowledge to integrate the light and the dark, spirituality and business, and let's have some fun while we create a better life than we could have possibly imagined together. So today, after massive demand... I'm going to be talking into relationships and building strong, powerful relationships. And this works for all relationships, these strategies and topics I'm going to move you through today. And today we're going to focus on intimate relationships because it's been really poignant in the internets over the last few weeks, especially uh, from a viral video to the holidays, to those in my coaching containers who are all feeling this particular kind of pull to draw focus to intimate relationships, romantic relationships, whether they're currently present in our life or whether they're still hurting from the past or whether we're wanting to call something great in and actually build it well. So I'm going to move through some really beautiful and powerful topics that I would encourage everyone to start to think about discussing when they move into relationship of any kind. And let's focus on the ones I just mentioned. So how often do we fall into a relationship or a new connection and just like in the movies just go 
oh my god I'm all in it's beautiful and I feel so good and they're so amazing and they're doing and saying all the right things and I'm doing and saying all the right things and it's just flowing and it's great and that's awesome or on the flip side there's a lot of people who I've noticed over the many years I've been observing this world uh, can suddenly get in their head and go, oh my God, what if it's this? What if it's that? What if it doesn't work out? What if he does this? What if she does that? And it can kind of be the opposite where it's just like constant 80 loop, which I, this is what I call it, which is the auditory digital loop, which is the loop to keep us away from feeling pain again, um, that our mind and our brain can get stuck in. And good news is that that's changeable if you want to do the work on it. And whatever way we tend to lean when a new relationship comes in or when things are really good in an existing relationship is that those great feeling hormones, which is what they are, hormones and chemicals that are being released because of that interaction, because of that external experience, feel so good that we kind of throw everything out that we might have thought might be important to think about, to talk about, to ask, to, to communicate with this person that we're becoming super connected with, you know, we're becoming intimate with, we're joining bodies with, we're exchanging fluids with, we're potentially moving in with or creating children with or merging bank accounts with and credit scores with. Like there's so many things that, a, we're not taught about in regards to building strong relationships ever in school at all. We're not taught about how to know our emotions and communicate our emotions and our triggers and our boundaries and any of it. We barely do even know who we are or how to figure that out or how to design and decide that ourselves, let alone how to communicate that with another so that things are smooth and beautiful and that good feeling ongoing which is totally possible when there is conscious communication and awareness and connection from the beginning. And if you're already in a relationship and you're listening to this, it's never too late. And it's beautiful when someone can take on this knowledge and take the lead. And if that's challenging for you from what I'm about to share, then make sure you reach out for a chat because I love supporting beautiful relationships to heal and come into an incredible new season, uh, which is totally possible. And I've watched it and witnessed it happen many times with these tools being implemented. And so we're going to move through some topics. Uh, and these topics have come from many arenas many of which I have applied into my own relationships. I have had clients do the same and have incredible results. I have learned these things from couples around the world who have had incredible relationships for 20 plus years, in some cases, 50 plus years, and have kept the love and the passion and the connectedness and the calm alive for all that time, whilst also in some cases building incredible businesses and traveling the world and doing all these awesome things at the same time. So that's who I like to take advice from. That's who I like to draw wisdom from and then pass it on to you guys so you can choose to implement it in your own lives to hopefully create the same thing. Because how cool would that be if you could have that initial fun, beautiful, excited feeling 
created over and over again in new ways forever. Now, expectation. <laughs> I could probably go down a rabbit hole with every single one of these topics. So I'm going to be mindful of everyone's time, including my own and be quick about it. And if you're wanting to dive into more on any or all of these, you'll find that all inside the lovely radical Academy or working with me privately. So you can always reach out for a chat about that expectation. So I also like to map this over to something called covert contracts, because so many of us have an unconscious expectation of what a relationship is supposed to be because of what's been demonstrated to us in our lives or by the media or by movies or any of it. So we may have an expectation of what a relationship or what another person is supposed to be. However, that other person might have a totally different model of the world to us. They might have experienced different things and therefore have different expectations. So what is the expectation that you have of this person coming into an intimate and romantic relationship and connection with them and be open to them sharing their expectations as well? Then there's agreements. So expectations is kind of like the foundation of like, I'm actually expecting to move into a deeper relationship with you. I'm expecting to only have sex with you. I'm expecting to maybe spend a few months with you, but like, I'm not looking for anything super serious because I've been hurt and not dealt with it, whatever. So that's my expectation is being honest and communicating the foundation, the expectation you have of that other person. Then agreements comes into play because some people might need an agreement that they actually want to be seeing multiple people at the same time as you. Or you may have an agreement that you don't see other people at the same time as you're seeing one person. Perhaps you have an agreement that you see each other for a certain amount of time before you are physically intimate. Perhaps you have an agreement that you don't share things on social media or that you do share things on social media. There's so many things that could be added into this, right? But what are the agreements that you would like and you would need to be able to feel safe, to continue to fall in love or fall into this connection and enjoy it, knowing that you've had this conversation of what each of you is in agreement about. Because if it's so much of it is not aligned, then the question is, is this really something I want to move into at all, right? Then there's values and we all have conscious values. And those of you who've worked with me privately in the breakthrough process know that our conscious values and our unconscious values are two very different things. And as all of the most famous scientists all around the world have shown us about the mind, about our reality, about energy is that we create 95% of our reality from our unconscious mind, not our conscious mind. So our unconscious values are super powerful to start to become aware of. And if you need help with that. There's many ways to do that. But what are your values that you're aware of? Are your values that both people in this relationship take care of their health? Are your values that you communicate daily? Are your values that you speak to each other in a certain way or respect each other in a certain way, or that you both have your own separate lives as well as having lives together, or that you only spend your lives together. Like everyone's going to have different values that are also in alignment with the agreements that they need and the expectations that they have. Then there's beliefs. Now, we all have 
beliefs consciously and beliefs unconsciously, just like we do our values. We have beliefs around the way the world currently is. We have beliefs around the way that we want to take care of our health, of our money, of our relationship, of our children, past, present, or future. (laughs) Past. Anyway, (laughs) well, it makes sense if your children are grown. And we might have beliefs on what a relationship is supposed to be that might be different to the person in front of us. And so really getting clear and having that conversation of like, what are your beliefs when it comes to relationship or what beliefs do you have about life, about your world that are super strong um, that I might need to know about and vice versa, be open to receiving this question and answering this in return. This is always a two-way conversation. And when, even by this point, if you're having this conversation and you're asking these questions and it's just like a brick wall, then maybe it's not the relationship that you want unless you're happy to continue repeating unconscious relationships that repeat patterns that have gotten you to a point where you might be listening to this podcast. (laughs) Then there's dreams. First of all, as yourself, have you decided what your dreams for your life are? Do you want to have a multi-million dollar business? Do you want to have a villa on an island? Do you want to just have a home in the suburb that you love that's close to certain cafes and have a child and a dog and two and a half bedrooms or whatever it is that they say these days? (laughs) What are your dreams for your life? Because if you've got these dreams, they're possible for you. And if you move into a relationship and you just allow all of your dreams to go out the window and then you fall into something that maybe maybe lasts but maybe doesn't and you've put your dreams on the back burner, regret is usually the most common thing that happens and regret either happens in the breakup or regret happens with the children in the other room while you're crying on the floor that you didn't actually go after your dreams as well. And this is about thinking long-term and we all want to get swept up and caught up in the beautiful, fun, emotional release and the chemicals and the dopamine and the oxytocin and the serotonin. And they're great. And you can feel all of that while having these conversations. Could you not? And so what are your dreams? Do you actually know what they are for you? And then can you communicate them with another to see what their dreams are? See if they align, because if they align, It's like, well, then there's the next conversation. How can we work on this together? How can we both achieve our dreams whilst being in this beautiful connection of all of this great feeling? Because imagine how powerful this great feeling could be to both of our dreams, to both of our goals, to our energy levels, to going after those things. It's called sex magic. And you'll also learn more about that in Lovely Radical Academy. (laughs) Um, Then we have visions just similar to dreams have you actually got a clear vision of what you want your future to be like have you got a clear vision of what you want this relationship to be like because again knowing that your vision and their vision is similar or that you have both actually thought about it rather than just kind of mindlessly going into connections to potentially just distract from the problems you're not facing at work or the problems from the pain in the past or that you don't know what you're actually doing with your life Let's maybe stop using other people as a distraction for what we're not dealing with and decide on what we want the vision of our life to be. 
and then learn how to communicate that with someone that we're really excited to be hanging out with. Because again, imagine of what that exciting falling in love, falling into connection energy can bring to those visions and those dreams. The next is what is your definition of love? And this is super similar to the expectation, but it goes deeper into it because we all have our own definitions for many things. And those of you who have ever had a one-on-one conversation with me in DMs, if you've said, I just want peace or I just want love or I just want pleasure or I just want financial abundance, I'll be like, tell me what that actually means for you. Because everyone, and I've had thousands and thousands of conversations over the year, everyone has a different definition. And sometimes it's similar, but it's always very different at its core. And that means we get to actually go, well, what's beneath that? And how can we work that out so that you can create what you really want in the reality from what's really underneath the definition? But what's your definition of love? What does love actually mean to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? How does it behave? How does it show up? How is it received? Have you thought about it yourself? Because if you haven't, then you get to start there. It's a great journaling prompt as well. How do I define love? Then one of my favorites is the love languages. So if you haven't done the love languages test, you can find it online. Just Google the five love languages quiz or whatever it's called and learn what your primary love language is. And you usually have a top two, I would say. Because if your love language and their love language is totally different, then you might be doing things for each other that for you mean love, but for them don't necessarily mean love because it's not how they receive or give love. So if my top love language is gifts, but your top love language is words of affirmation, and you're constantly telling me how much you love me and how much you're doing, how much you're proud of me and how much I'm doing a great job, but I've never received a gift, then I don't feel loved. And vice versa, if I'm giving you gifts and gifts and gifts, but I've never told you, hey, I'm proud of you. I think you're doing amazingly. I love you. Then you don't feel loved. And so learning your own love languages, side note for some self-lovers out there, learning how to love yourself with your love language and then all of them just for fun. And then asking the other person, what are theirs? So I know how to love you in your own love language. I know how to show up for you in a way that means and feels and looks like love and sounds like love for you. Learning your core representational systems can be super powerful as well. I cannot tell you how many clients have come through my programs who are usually a kinesthetic child. So a child who feels all the emotions, but they have a parent who is stuck in what I call an ADK loop. So maybe the parent had trauma. Maybe they just never really learned about emotions or they were in an emotionless household growing up in their life. And therefore they got stuck in a, I've got to stay in my thinking mind so I don't feel again a thinking mind parent to a child who loves to feel stuff creates a disconnect. And whilst knowing our rep systems are super powerful, they can also be changed. 
as many things can be changed. Love languages can change. And I know that I've had a shift in my love languages in the past year um, due to different events and a lot of the change work that I've been doing and in my rep systems as well. And so by doing healing work and doing deeper unconscious work to change any limiting beliefs that might be keeping us stuck in those programs or systems that just aren't beneficial to relationship or relationships or business or work or whatever it is, um, it's really powerful to, to lean in and do that work. But knowing where you're at currently and having these kind of tools like the love language test, like the rep systems test to see where you're at and see how you're going in relation to changing who you are, because in order to create a new personal reality, a better personal reality, we have to change our personality. We have to become a better version of personality in order to line up with the better version of life that we're calling in. And a lot of people don't like to hear that because a lot of us want to just be like, this is who I am. And if you say that, but your relationships aren't what they want, you want them to be, or your work situations or your financial or your health, then there's an opportunity to change it. And it's all within, which is kind of awesome. The next conversation that can be had is priorities. I listened to an amazing podcast with Lewis Howes, who I respect immensely. He reminds me a lot of me and is probably a projection of where I'll be in future years. And he talks about how when he met his recent partner, things sound like they're going pretty well. He was completely honest. He said, look, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Are you okay with that? And he actually asked her multiple times before he shared this to make sure that she was like really okay to receive this. He's like, you're not going to be my first priority. You're also not going to be my second priority. You're going to probably be my third priority. But my first priority is my health. My second priority is my mission. The mission I have in the world to help people and to do this work. And the third priority is to show up for this relationship. And the thing is, is I'm showing up for my health and I'm showing up for my mission. Then you're going to feel like the first priority because my cup is going to be full to give to you. So what are your priorities? Because if we're making a relationship the top priority, is our cup always going to be full to really give to that person? Or might it be great to start thinking about, okay, what are my priorities that actually make sure that I am doing great, that my mind and body and soul and life, my environment are doing great so that I can show up to this extra thing in my life, this relationship, this other human, and really give them my all. Because if we're just showing up for a relationship or if we're prioritizing the relationship, but our money is falling by the wayside, our health is falling by the wayside, our friendships are falling by the wayside, our work's falling by the wayside, then how can we really give to that relationship if we're losing our whole personality, reality, life that we've got just to give to it? So what are your priorities and how can you communicate them? And how can you also be open to receiving their priorities and either finding a way to work together or finding a way to have a conversation of, hey, maybe this isn't for me. Like, are your priorities to have children? Are your priorities to travel the world? Are your priorities to create a massive business? Are your priorities to be a stay-at-home mom? Like, can you be honest and share this with a potential partner or the person that you are with? wanting to build a life with 
then I think a super important conversation is to have is like, hey, how's your health? Like, how's your health? How are you taking care of your health every day? Are you taking care of your body and your mind a certain way? How do you eat? How do you feel yourself? How do you work with your own triggers and your challenges? Like, how do you show up for yourself when things are bad? Or how do you show up for anything when you're sick? Um, can we share this with each other? Can we maybe share skills and tools and things that have helped each other so that maybe we can be on the same page with health? Because who can relate to this? Maybe you're, I'm the one who's always healthy. And I know I've got a couple of friends who are the same. We're always healthy. And even if we get a little bit sick, we kind of know, we know all the things to do to have ourselves feeling great within 24 hours. But maybe you've got a family member or maybe you've got a partner in your life who gets sick and the whole world falls apart who gets sick and they have to go to bed for like five days straight and they don't want to listen to anyone's advice or have any help from the outside. Like, how can you have these conversations now? Maybe share resources and tools so that you can get on the same page. So you're both as healthy and nourished as possible so that you can really continue to show up for your own goals, your own lives, and then for the relationship. Another important topic I believe is incredibly powerful is to talk finances. So you may not plan to share finances with this person ever, or maybe at least for a while. And, you know, are they in a shit ton of debt or are they debt free? Are you in a shit ton of debt or are you debt free as well? Making sure that this is always a two-way conversation to be honest and lay everything out on the table. This doesn't have to happen in a first date and it could happen sooner rather than later. And all of this, I would suggest to happen before sexual intimacy, or at least, at least the first five or six things that we've covered today, because once sexual intimacy comes into play, guys, those hormones, those chemical releases in your body, are so intense that, and there's different experiences. So when a man has released before he's really had a chance to emotionally bond, he'll actually feel more disconnected from the woman. If he's in a healthy state where his testosterone is at a good level and all that, if he's not in a healthy state, it can revert the other way where he can become more needy in a more feminine state. And men get really pissed when I say that. And hey, check your testosterone levels. It's a vibe. It can make you feel fucking incredible if you just make some basic lifestyle changes because the studies are showing globally for the last 10 years, testosterone is down across the board, sperm counts down across the board. There's a problem. No one wants to talk about it. And it's actually fixable quite easily by actually going, hey, wait a sec, I could look into this. When women are sexually active, usually, again, depends on the healthy state, but it's going to activate all of those mating hormones. It's going to activate the bonding hormones. It's going to be like, I need to be around this person all the time, all the time, all the time. And this is where it's a trouble because a man really needs space after he's been sexually intimate and a woman really needs time. And so if there's no communication, if there's no emotional bond, if there's no foundation that's been built, that's where things can get chaotic. And he might run and she might be clingy and she might be psycho and he might be needy or he might be a dick or whatever, a player. Like this is where this all comes from, guys, from this lack of awareness, this lack of building foundation, this lack of communication and the lack of knowledge about our own 
bodies and what's happening during this time. So creating these foundations in self and in this other person that you're about to actually become, like you're actually going to join all your things together and physically become them, let alone the energetic side of things, which we won't go into today. Can you have these conversations? So how are they with their finances? Do they have great beliefs around money? Do they make good money? Do they know they can always make good money? Or are they constantly stressed about money? They're always worried about it. They always want to split the bill or they always want to go to the cheap places. Like, is that really the energy that you want to be around? And can you be honest about your own financial situations, your own financial belief systems? And if you're not aware of these things, can you do the work now to become aware of them? Because when you bring two people together who are working on their money mindset stuff, who are working on their money, who are creating this foundation and that, imagine bringing that together. That's powerful stuff. Two people who know they can make money. It's pretty cool, right? The next thing is, can you take that vision that you both have separately and start to do a vision cast together? It's like, well, we're actually enjoying this. What does the next six months look like visually for us in this relationship? What does the next year look like? What does the next couple of years look like? Are we on the same page with where we want this to go and how quickly we might want this to go or how slowly we might want this to go? Can you actually have that conversation of like, what is our expectations and our beliefs and our vision for this relationship, short-term, long-term, doesn't matter. Can we actually play with that and have some fun with that and just see if there's any niggle points that we need to communicate? Because, guys, the point of these conversation topics is to bring to light anything underneath that might surface three months, six months, 10 months, 50 months down the line that could cause a problem if you're not in a strong foundation. It can just start to bring little things to light that might need to be looked at individually. And then you get to do that work individually whilst coming to this beautiful relationship as the beautiful extra thing, rather than being the thing that is there to solve the bad feelings that you're not facing off with because you weren't aware of this thing that could come up in these conversations. <laughs> so it's a powerful way to start to bring things up to the surface from the unconscious that are just waiting to be dealt with so you can actually transform anything bad from the past into something better so you can create better experiences in your life. And then on from that, of what are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? Individually, and then maybe for the relationship. Maybe she wants to have a baby in five years. Maybe he wants to have a baby in one year. That's kind of important information. Maybe he wants to build three homes first and maybe she wants to travel the world. Kind of important information. Like, can we have these conversations? And if we, if I'm moving through these topics and you're like, what the heck? I haven't even thought about any of this for myself, let alone talking about it with someone else, then yay. <laughs> there's a year's worth of work that you could start to get into and along the road of doing that work on yourself you'll meet the perfect person or the relationship that you're currently in will evolve to become incredible 
because that's actually all you have to do is work on these things yourself and then learn the communication skills of how to communicate them in a relationship. How great is that? Now, my favorite Jordan Peterson talks about two really powerful rules to create a beautiful, long-lasting, passionate, happy, calm, peaceful relationship. And I've heard this from other teachers as well, like Dr. John Gray, and it's for at least 90 minutes a week, there needs to be communication about the boring stuff, about the, hey, this is going on in my life. What's going on in your life? Hey, this is what's happening with the money this week. This is what's happening with the kids this week. This is what's happening with the cleaning this week. Like, this is what I've done. Um, Can you do this? Or can we find an agreement to make this work? Actually spending at least 90 minutes a week having like one of my, um, was it a client or someone I was talking to recently called it, the boring date and the fun date. And this doesn't have to be the boring date, but we could call it that because we're going to move on to step two in a second. But this boring date could be once a week, we sit down and really just go over, okay, let's just check where the money's at. Let's check where the kids are at. Let's check where the household situation's at. And let's check, hey, like, how are you going? How's, how's work going? What's going on in your life? What's happening with your friend or what's happening with your mom? Like, how are we both doing? Do we know what's happening in each other's own experiences enough rather than just expecting them to know from our noises or our huffs and our puffs or our little bits of information exchanged, actually sit down and have that boring date. And I'm saying that in air quotations for those not watching the video, because it can feel a bit unsexy. And yet doing that every single week means that you'll be having sex until you're gray and old and it'll be great. (laughs) Communication is key for that. And not just on a fun level, but on an actual physical level. Things will work longer when you have this kind of communication, which means reduce stress across the board. Number two, tip number two is date night. Date night once a week. So you've got the boring date, which is the exchange of information, making sure everyone's on the same page and knows what's going on. The fun date is continue to date. Doesn't matter whether you've been together for a month or 50 months or 100 months are you still dating like it's the beginning are you still spending one day a week dressing in your best or making an effort like it's the very beginning or doing something new or doing something fun or sharing something that you love with this person and actually spending time doing that in that energy in that play in that fun and devoting to that doesn't matter how busy life gets or how many things go down devoting to that showing your children that that's important that that's priority showing your colleagues showing your boss showing your staff whatever it is that hey love you guys this is all working really well I'm clocking off right now because I've got date night with my wife and that's my priority Like imagine the ripple effect, guys, of that being set as an example, just as one example right there, let alone the example for children or your friends or your family or your parents. There's a power in that. So two two rules to keep the relationship incredible forever. The boring date and the fun date. (laughs) Then the beautiful Elena Cardone talks about knowing your role. 
And I know she got some flack when she first started talking about this. And I've read her incredible book, How to Build an, Imp- Build an Empire. And it's fantastic. And knowing your role is not necessarily like, well, the woman stays at home and the man goes to work. It doesn't have to be like that. Knowing your role is knowing yourself well enough to know your strengths and to know your weaknesses in relation to this relationship and just to -to day-to-day life in general. So maybe he's really great at cooking and she sucks. Maybe she's really great at managing finances and he's not so great. So all of a sudden we've got great. Well, what about I? manage our finances for the most part or I do our finances once a week so that we're both on a great page and in a great state with finances and we can communicate that in the boring day and then could you maybe take over most of the cooking or could you do meal prep for us or like that's our roles and then what else what else are your strengths and what are my weaknesses and what are my strengths and what are your weaknesses and how can we really do this together so that we're showing up for this thing that we're creating in our strengths and supporting all the areas and then not stepping over each other's toes. So if I suck with money, but you're great with money, but I'm deciding from some high horse that I've decided to get on me because I listened to one podcast that, Hey, maybe I'm going to do this this week because I like, I'm not going to step over your toes if we have decided that that's your role. Maybe when we have the next boring date, then I'll sit down and be like, hey, I learned some new things about finances. Can I share them with you? They might be powerful for that, that that part of our relationship that you take care of. And that's another cool new conversation that you get to have rather than just sitting in cafes and theatres and cars and on beaches staring at your phones and never talking to your partner for the rest of your life, which I see all the time. So knowing your role, and there's so many levels in that that could be explored, it could last for the rest of your life, and that's really exciting. And then the last piece that I thought I'd bring to today, second to last, but the last major piece when it comes to structure is the hard questions. At least once a month, can you be having an exchange in that boring data of, hey, What are some things, is there anything that I'm doing that's impacting you that could be a problem if I kept doing it long-term? Like, is there anything that's just really annoying right now or that's really bugging you or that's been bugging you for a while that if I did for the next 10 years that you just probably wouldn't want to be with anymore? And can you also be open to receiving theirs as well? So we can give it, right? You can be like, hey, you did this and it's really annoying, but can we receive it? And can we be open to having a conversation of how this can be worked through? Is it a big problem or is it really just a little problem that there could be a strategy created one way or another? And then what are your strategies to communicate when things are well, like the boring date and the fun date? And what are your strategies to communicate when things are in trigger? This is really something that can be brought right back to the beginning to ask someone like, Hey, how do you communicate when something's upset you? How do you communicate when you've been triggered by something? How do you communicate when you're stressed at work? And this might also be stressing you out too. Like, do you know how you communicate? Do you know what you need to be able to get yourself on a good page so we can have a conversation about it? 
It's another great way to decipher where someone's at on an emotional maturity basis. So having the hard questions as much as possible without, you know, dampening the mood, but (laughs) at least doing that once a month can be super powerful so that you can continue growing together. Because if you don't grow together, you're going to grow apart. And that's how we have so many relationships that don't last. And that's why the divorce rate is so high, because none of us are taught how to have the difficult conversations when things are good or when things are bad. (laughs) And it can be such a simple thing to master, to experience the outcome of which is incredible. And the final thing I'll move into, I touched on it a little bit earlier, is magic of intimacy and sex have sex often like and if you if you aren't have you asked yourself recently for what purpose whether it's happening on both ends or whether it's one over the other have you asked yourself whether you're the person or not who's deciding this why this might be happening And have you communicated with the other person why this is happening and how you can both find a way to improve so that you can be intimate? Because otherwise, what's the point? In an intimate romantic relationship, you may as well just be friends or roommates, right? And a lot of people are. But we have this incredible gift that we've been given that also generates creation energy, which generates things like more money and more opportunity and a lot more happiness and better physical health. So have sex often. And if you're not, can you communicate as to why and have go back to that step just before and have those conversations of like, well, is this something that I'm doing that you would love to see change? Is there something that I'm not doing? Is there something that you would like better? How can you have those conversations, guys? Can you learn more about sex? Maybe you don't know how to do it all. Like, seriously, like, I thought I knew so much about sex and intimacy and all of the things. And even in this past year, I have learned so much about my body and about what's possible in my body and what is required from another person to create certain things from my body, let alone theirs. So how can you learn more about your own body? How can you create more connection and intimacy with yourself? And pro tip is to remove any stimulants like drugs or pornography, which is destroying your health and your mind and your neurology and your relationships. People are going to hate that, but it's true. It's all the studies are showing it absolutely irrefutably. And actually start working on that self-intimacy and then having those communications and those connections of that. Like, how can I play with this? Can we try something new tonight, babe? Like, can I read about this thing that's possible? Can we give it a go? Can we have a play with it? Are you open to that? What do you need from me to be more comfortable in this situation where we explore more, where we create more? Quitting things like booze can be really helpful or at least reducing it massively. And we're just coming back to those hormonal levels because in men and women right now, there's so much hormonal imbalance that women are crazy psychos and men are reactive and emotional and angry because we're at the core suppressing a lot of negative emotion, but also at the core, just really out of balance hormonally. And on a basic health level, 
And when simple things can be changed to lifestyle to improve hormonal levels and basic health levels, then that all evens off and you can actually have great sex life again and great connections and great relationships that last, that are really beautiful and fun and that create better things in your outer life because you're creating this beautiful energy in that space. And to bring it right back around to the core thing that I always talk about, which is your identity, it all starts there. Everything that I've just moved through in this episode is so much easier when you have decided to design who you are. And that can be different to who you've been in your past relationships. It can be different to who you've been in this past year if you want it to be. If it hasn't worked for you so far, then could you change your personality a bit? Could you change the way that you do things? Could you start to create a vision for you that you could bring into any relationship or any life situation and be excited about and proud about and curious about and ready to explore and expand because you get to choose all of that. And I hope that this has been valuable. Mm-hmm. I hope that you start to have these conversations and play with this and practice this in any of your relationships, but especially the intimate ones. And if you have any questions around how to dive deeper into this, make this year a really sexy and exciting and connected one for you. And you know where to find me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you like this, please do us a favor and share it with your friends and maybe even give us a five-star review and be sure to tag us on your socials when you listen so that we can send some love your way. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with myself and the lovely radical team inside the Academy, make sure you head over to our website at www.lovelyradical.net or send me a DM on Instagram for a chat. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.